0: What types of events cause trauma? What are some of the warning signs to watch for? And how do we learn to cope and eventually recover from trauma? Join us today as we discuss dealing with trauma. Today, my guest is Dr. Marie-Evette Seltz, director of Candicent counseling, and coaching. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Yvette, for being my guest today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure always to talk with you, Kay.
0: Oh, so glad that you could do this. Um, So for our listeners and for me, because uh, in the over almost 30 years Family Shield has been on the air, I have never done a program on trauma. And never even thought about it until about a year ago. And it's been on my mind since then. I think we need to address it. A lot of times when we address these challenges that people face, it's very helpful for them. And we see spikes a lot of times in our podcast numbers just because of the topic. So what is trauma? Well, it's interesting that you said uh,
1: that, you you know, uh, needing to address it. And it's helpful to people because one of the, the best things that we can do Two people or four people, rather, that have experienced trauma is psychoeducation, and sometimes just the knowing of what's going on with them and uh, why things are happening and how what they're experiencing is, is is being seen. That sometimes is enough to help them to get better. Uh, hmm. So you ask, what is what is trauma? And as a therapist, I'm going to talk from the psychological point of that. And w- right now. Um, we we hear the word trauma thrown around a lot and i will tell you um it is it, it the definition of it has changed uh here recently mm. not just among cultural use of it but also uh, clinically so um before when we would talk about psychological trauma it really wasn't talked about it was Usually addressing the uh, behaviors, the changes in the soldiers coming back from war, Mm -hmm. Um, the military families, what they were experiencing and seeing. So as, you know, the years have gone by and here more recently, we hear trauma uh, used a lot for just um, very terrible life events. And I shouldn't say just because that kind of minimizes it. But, um, you know, it's for, for we're all listen in life there's not one of us that is not going to walk on this earth and not experience negative things. But uh, as you know, okay, you know, there are people that have more resilience Mm -hmm. and ability uh, in support systems and faith um, to be able to, to manage themselves through these times. And there are others that lack these resources. So they will see, um, They will describe trauma or experience trauma differently, even if they, if two people experience the same uh, event. Mm -hmm. So, when we talk about psychological trauma specifically, it's our response that involves a, a debilitation, a debilitation in our emotional, our cognitive, our physical, our spiritual, and our social systems. And this trauma will impact our ability to adapt. And to you know to navigate through life, and by association with us, this is going to impact our families, our friends, our communities. So it's a very timely uh, topic, I think, that you've chosen to to talk about today.
0: Good. Well, I think it was God that laid this on my heart to do. Yeah. Um, so let's. You talked about how some people are going to react to terrible events differently than others. But let's just talk about some of the types of things that cause trauma.
1: Okay. There's all kinds of things that can can cause it. And the reason, um, I, I want to say this too, where whenever there is a disruption in developmental behavior, I mean in development, that is also important too. So when we talk about the types of things that can cause trauma, we can talk about domestic violence. Mm. We can talk about war. We can talk about bullying, uh, child neglect, car accidents, death, uh, 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 being ill for a long time. Okay, so uh, trauma at its very basic um, definition is experiencing something that is assaulting your sense of safety. Mm. And it's even greater if it's assaulting uh, your safety to the degree that it's life-threatening. So that is what it used to be seen as, uh, and and the more traumatic and the closer you are on that scale to it being life-threatening, and then however long you experienced it, or if you experienced it coming on the tail end of other very difficult events um, that you were still coping with, those things make it, uh, we can either say, okay, it's acute trauma, there was one single incident, you experienced a car accident, and it resulted in maybe a death and, you know, maybe uh, you having to recover for a long period of time. Then there's the chronic, where it's something that's repeated. Um, Maybe, you know, what soldiers experience in war or in domestic violence. um, Then you have complex, which is what I just talked about Mm -hmm. with a series of of events. What we're seeing today, because trauma was studied, um, like I said before, with soldiers returning from war. Initially, uh-huh. and now today, in these last few years, we've seen the assault on um, police officers.
2: Uh-huh.
1: We've seen studies uh, on what has happened with not just the soldiers returning from war, but with their families. And now we're seeing those same symptoms also being replicated with police officers and their families,
2: uh-huh.
1: because again, it's this this long, prolonged. Sense of unsafety, um, mm-hmm. of the fear and threat of harm, bodily harm or death, uh, the not knowing, and so you know that those kinds of, of of instances, those kinds of experiences will will impact not only the way that you know because we're such an emotionally heightened uh, sense in our bodies, which uh, everything that our body experiences. Uh, our brain will react to, and our, anything our brain thinks, our body is going to react to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that assaults us, uh, uh, in the way that we think, our ability to learn new things, to make new judgments, to make good judgments. Uh, we're constantly in a state of emotional despair, anger, fear. Um, so our body is affected. I mean, we can hurt in our joints, our digestive mm-hmm. system can get messed up, our sleep is compromised which then assaults our immune system um, socially we can find ourselves starting to you know withdraw lash out uh-huh. um, be angry with people um it's just it goes on and on and then our spiritual worldview
2: uh-huh.
1: how we how we see god and how we experience uh, the events that are happening in the world today and our ability to deal with that and why is it happening
0: so people would say something like why would god allow this to happen to me a lot okay
1: yes and that's a huge place to start by the way when one is trying to heal and and mm. going into therapy is finding meaning in
2: suffering
0: mm. yeah we're not as you said none of us are going to get off this earth without having serious challenges and and as i us uh, Listen to you, I think of my husband who went to Vietnam when we were young, no kids, uh, and, um, he, you know, it was just when he came home, he was a different person and he struggled for years with right. some of the issues. And yet at the time, trauma, you know, we, d- right. we didn't, we never thought about the fact, even though we should have. Now looking back, we know he had some real challenges. but You know. Uh, it, it's very true, and and you know the, the reason that they even started
1: to study it is they noticed the gait of uh, and meaning like the the way that those soldiers would move was not normal. They would have odd um, movements, bodily movements, and so there was some kind of disconnect there with the, the body and the brain and the neural system, uh, and and that was because it, it was so it was there were there were there was injury, mm. and. Even if it wasn't a physical injury that you could see externally, it it was within. Emotional, sure. And so you see that. And when they bring it home, and like you said, you saw those changes, which then impacted you and his relationship. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very challenging. Well, you've started talking about this, I think. What are some of the warning signs to watch for? uh, Let's, for right now, I guess, stay with adults. You know, like... People may have loved ones in their family that have experienced trauma and they don't even know it, but what are those warning signs that people might want to watch for?
1: Okay, so if, when you said that they may not even know it, um, unaddressed, if you have experienced, you know, and so today you hear a lot of like big T, like really, you know, the trauma I was talking about that where a person has. Really, um, you know, uh, had a sense of prolonged um, experience of, of maybe uh, of unsafety, um, threat to their life. As that people will call that a big T sometimes, and then you'll hear them call uh, the, the the lesser uh, uh, safety assault of experiences as little T. Oh, okay. And I don't really like it that way, but it does <laughs> kind of allow someone to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But an unaddressed developmental trauma uh, or trauma period, you can start to see huge emotional swings in, in an adult uh, because they may have uh, impatience. They may sh- so show a sense of apathy, uh, be very gloomy, um, kind of be depressed, or maybe they, they're, they're very anxious. Um, they may eat a lot. There will be addictions, um they, they can have a, a very inconsistent way about them such that they cannot even hold a job. Huh. Um, so, you know, there there's a withdrawal and, and, and they can be defiant in, in ways that are very unnecessary. So they can become very difficult to be around and they may not even have a way of expressing what is going on because they don't really understand it because there's, there's certain things that we are aware of. And there's certain things that we're not aware of that can just trigger us to, to feel a certain way. And then they will be reactive rather than actively Mm -hmm. coping. They'll just react.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. So many things that, that we can watch for, if we're a loved one looking for someone or even to understand ourselves that we've gone through that. I think most people that have gone through a trauma know it, but, um, maybe not always. So um, how do people recover from trauma? Do they always recover? Can you just share? I know there's lots of different things that they need to do and there's lots of different ways that that might happen. That's
1: right. There are lots of things that people can do and ways it can happen. But um, one of the things, of course, would be psychotherapy. Um, Psychotherapy is, is really helpful because it well, first of all, I would say all of it should start with psychoeducation. That's number one across the board. Understand again, like I said, how trauma impacts you—you uh, you know, psychologically, from a an emotional, cognitive, physical, spiritual, and social point viewpoint. Because sometimes people don't understand why they're experiencing what they're experiencing. And it will make sense to them once they have that information. For example, if, if you're someone who's not performing the way that you believe you're really capable of performing, you will know why you're not performing that way if you understand what's going on in your brain and how you're at a heightened emotional state. So psychoeducation is the, the number one place to start. And sometimes, like I said before, if you have that information, sometimes you're just able to, to start building uh, those areas of resilience up and where you may be a little weaker. And some of the, so the main thing we want to do is to increase our self-regulation, right? Our ability to control our emotional responses. And so self-regulation is, um, focuses basically on three things, your sensory regulation, uh, what, how you respond to the triggers and alerts that are around you. um, And Emotional regulation, expanding the control you have over your own emotions. And then cognitive is expanding how you, what you think, how you think about things. And it increases your capacity so that you're acting rather than reacting. And okay. and the way that we can do that is through different types of psychotherapies. Um, there's talk therapies, which sometimes are very helpful and does not necessarily mean you have to talk about the event itself. Because mm. for some people, they don't want to talk about the right. event. Right. Mm -hmm. So but they can be listened to from just what's going on and validate for what's going on and maybe help to like with the thinking part, find meaning in it. Uh, Because giving meaning to suffering is one of the best things that you can do to help a person to cope with it. Because see, people with trauma do not really uh, recover from it. You don't recover from trauma. You learn to cope you with it. You learn
0: to cope with it. Okay, right. good,
1: good. Yeah, and you integrate it into your life. Uh-huh. So that is what you have to to help a person, if it, and a person like me, that would be my main goal, is to help them to integrate their experience into life in a better way. Because you do not, Recover from it. You will never go back to what you were before. I did
0: not know that. Okay, but because that event or whatever it was is still going to be part of your life, and it's always going to be there. Yeah,
1: that's right, and that's why that word trauma should not be minimized and used for for you know just difficulties in life, as we have a lot of people doing today. Uh, I, you know, this was traumatic for me. Well, you know, I, I I almost stepped in the street and got hit by a car. That was traumatic. No, mm-hmm. that's not the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the same thing.
0: Yeah. Let me uh, make a few announcements and then we'll continue talking about how we learn to cope with trauma and some of those ways that uh, can help us recover. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States, and our podcast is heard on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate the Family Shield Counter Cult Ministry and other educational and evangelism services. This now includes Faith Family Reunion that serves parents with products. Prodigals. Prodigals are adult children that grew up in the faith but have left the faith. Family Shield Ministries is a self supporting and a listener funded ministry. We depend upon your prayers, support, and generosity, and sacrifice to allow us to share the gospel with those who do not know him and equip Christians to serve and witness. Family Shield is self-governing and self-supporting. Please pray for us, mail a donation, or give a one-time gift or a monthly gift on our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. Now I want to go back and continue to talk with Dr. avet Seltz, about trauma. Right before I made those announcements, you talked about the fact that people will not recover from trauma. They need to learn how to cope with what has happened. Let's go on from there. I think that's a really important distinction for us. Okay. So one of the things
1: I would like to help your listeners with is to give some tips on okay. how to heal from trauma.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So one of the things that ha- happens is a natural, built-in gift that you know we are given is you know to to turn away from things that are ugly, to turn away from things that feel bad, uh, don't feel good to us. But one of the best things that we can do when we're trying to to cope and get better, okay, from trauma is to acknowledge it. First of all, acknowledge that it happened, that it's there so that we can accept it. Because if we don't accept it, we cannot begin to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we have to do first is acknowledge the event and accept it. Then we need to find some sort of support. And some of the best supports are come from religious organizations.
2: Oh.
1: If you are connected, not only do you have people that they will be concerned for you, they will be concerned about you, they will pray with you and for you, and there's a connectivity there, right? And being connected is very helpful when you are coping, trying to cope with something as, as tragic as, as this. Because the more people you have that are interested in you, that show care, the less likely you are to go into despair, and the more hands are there to, to lift you up when you do go down there. So or, a religious organization, church, is, is one of the best ways to to help yourself find an interest group also maybe a uh-huh. like interest group uh-huh. which again you're not going to feel like doing it but find something that you liked doing before this happens and get reconnected commit yourself to getting reconnected because okay. in that again you will have a circle of interest that's pulling you together so you're not isolating and you are with people that you will grow that will grow to care for you and you will care for them you so, also need to practice self-care. I'm sorry. Were you?
0: I was just going to ask about the connecting with the interest group. It wouldn't necessarily have to be a group that's going to talk about what happened to you all the time. It's just to to have people that have the same interest as you to make new friends or to renew old friends. Is that what you're saying? Correct. That's okay.
1: different than a support group, which is what you're right. kind of right. alluding to. Uh-huh. Yes. An interest group. Okay. There are support groups, but again, Many people do not want to talk about the event. So an interest group is a very helpful thing
2: to do. But
1: thank you for that. That's big. Um, Another thing, number three, would be um, to practice some self-care. Take care of yourself as if you were taking care of someone you love deeply. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure that you are doing some very good um, non- uh, inflammatory exercises, like maybe walking, we call it grounding, walk, do something that's not, you know, inflaming your body, but that you do with consistency every day, walk, uh, eat well, cut back on alcohol and, um, you know, other substances that may be impacting your mood, like sugar, heavy sugar Mm -hmm. foods. So practice some really good self-care. Really focus on your physical health. And then I would say, you know, also start to become, because part of um, coping and increasing our resilience is regulating our emotions, start to practice prayer, mindfulness, or meditation every day, not just once, but several times a day, Mm -hmm. two to three times. Because if you can start to build your ability to regulate your emotions, when those triggers come around that you're aware of and that you're not aware of you will be able to regulate yourself much more
2: quickly
0: and be less impacted. Mm-hmm. I was going to also ask and you're in the middle of this but and I you've already mentioned it how can knowing Christ help? You've already mentioned the prayer and you've mentioned the church and I love that and I'm just you're wrapping it all together. So go ahead and continue talking about those points.
1: Yes, and so the thing is that when you when you when you're in prayer, right? And 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 when you are in church because we're mind body and spirit. Mhm we we know the limitations and we're seeing it we're living the limitations of our own abilities and existence right and we have when we acknowledge and we we invite god in which he is by us all the, all time, the time anyway yeah. never leaves us never but we acknowledge his his presence and we lean into that then we expand there is no limitation to how strong we can get Right. And right. so we're not just leaning on our own inabilities, disabilities, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are giving ourselves over and asking someone else to come alongside us who has no limitations whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Wonderful. So
1: that's one of the best things we can do that, too. Another thing is to try to find something and to commit to doing that, something fun or something to look forward to every mm-hmm. day. Yeah something like we can do that. Gratitude, we, we hear of trying to incorporate gratitude. If we have a hard time finding something that we are interested in, creative or fun, then begin with gratitude. Every morning when you rise, look for something that you are, go, you are grateful for. Even if it's the sun is out today, or I had a bed to sleep in, or I have pajamas to wear, or uh-huh, I have uh-huh. coffee in the yeah, morning. Yeah. And end it in today with gratitude as well.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Another thing, again, like I said, was to you know try to avoid addictions. If you do have addictions, and there's differences between abuse and addictions, if you're in an abusive, if you're using substances or eating foods abuse, then you can try to manage that on your own. If you are a full blown addicted to something, uh, then that is time. Now is the time to reach out for help with that. Um, so that you also have a partner that is keeping you uh, accountable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and try as much as you can to get back to routine routines, routines. are so important uh, okay. if you have to write out a schedule mark it off as you do it uh, then do it because there's something that that you can celebrate with every check mark that you hit on that schedule mm-hmm. uh, to build up again consistency because inconsistency is something that is very big problem uh, for people that are are uh, experiencing trauma.
0: So after I don't know how long do most people learn how to cope with their trauma and doing these things? Is there a time frame? I mean how are they gonna know if they're doing all right? They'll
1: know if they're doing better by a they will be out more and they will be amongst people more. They will feel less drained when they're out among people um, than they did before. Their experiences with people will be way better than it was previously. They will also see that they're sleeping better. They will be better able to complete projects, meet deadlines, to make commitments rather than break commitments, because you will see that a lot uh, happen. Uh, with people that are experiencing trauma. Um, they, they, it, so it, it'll take time. It, it will it depend. Will Again, time, everybody's yeah. different. And, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Uh, micro changes are great changes. Uh, if it was, uh, it's called trauma for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. This, it, this happened to you and and to experience, uh, to think that it's going to go away very quickly it would not make it a traumatic event. So I would say uh, if you if you're a person who who is in the midst of experiencing or trying to to heal from trauma, again, just know that it's never ever going to go away. your 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 number one action is to learn to to cope with it. And so the first step would be to accept and acknowledge it and start to build support for yourself.
0: Okay, wonderful. Again, my guest has been Dr. Marie Yvette Seltz, and um, she's a friend as well as uh, a wonderful therapist. And we're happy that you were able to just flush out trauma and what we can do, how we can learn to cope with it, and how we can help others too, those that are in our family, those that are our friends, because a lot of times the person going through it might know they've gone through it, but they don't talk about it. And so we just need to reach out and be a friend and and uh, help others. And thank you so much, Yvette, for today's program. We have about 30 seconds left, so I'm just going to continue letting our listeners know if you want to learn more about Family Shield, you can go to our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. Again, this is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield. And again, my guest has been Dr. Marie Avette Seltz. Thanks for listening.
2: You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family
1: Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Oh,